The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Are you excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning? God is with us. He never leaves us, never forsakes us. I want to, let's just pray quickly. Let's just say thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for your word this morning. Thank you that your word will always bring life and peace. We trust in you. We don't trust in people. We declare that your word, Holy Spirit, will come alive in our hearts. Thank you. Thank you. Jesus. Amen. Amen. Because of Jesus, we're talking about Jesus this morning. Because of Jesus, we get to walk a walk, a new walk. Second Corinthians 5 verse 7 is this church's scripture. For we walk by faith and not by sight. So we're only three days away from celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, the event and the day that changed our lives forever. The birth of the Lord Jesus changed everything. Before Jesus came, life on this earth was really a struggle because we could only live by sight. That was the only way to live, to live by sight. Then Jesus came. He removed the veil. He brought heaven to earth. He gave us a new life. What was impossible before became possible. What was unchangeable before became changed. The good news, what was unbearable before became bearable. And what was dead became alive. All because of Jesus. And because our God is personal, let us make it personal this morning. Let's say with me, I walk by faith and not by sight. So I want to lay a little bit of foundation because that's how our houses of faith are built. We need a good foundation. So what is faith? Faith is seeing with our hearts through the revelation of the Holy Spirit as he unveils the word of God to us. So your heart is the the generator power to your faith. Your heart is the power to your faith. How does faith come? Romans 10, 17, by hearing the word, okay? So you hear the word this morning. So as you hear it, faith is going to come. It's going to come when you hear it. Where does it come from? Ephesians 2 verse 8 tells us, For by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves. You see, we've got nothing to do with this. It is the gift of God. So where did faith come from? From God. It's a gift for you and I, for anyone who believes. And then who is faith? This is our most important question. This is the building brick, the cornerstone. Hebrews 12 verse 1 and 2 says, it actually the heading in this Hebrews 12 says the race of faith. And I want to talk at the, call it this morning the walk of faith. First verse 1, therefore we also, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight 
and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run, let us walk with endurance the race that is set before us. And in verse 2, we're only going to take the first sentence of verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Who is our faith? Faith is a gift of God that came through Jesus. So faith, I want to say it, equals Jesus. Faith is Jesus. So what is this walking by faith going to look like now? So if I walk by faith, I walk by Jesus. I walk by Jesus and not by Dalian. Well, who is Jesus? It's God's word. I walk by God's word and not by someone else's opinion. I walk by grace and not by my own ability. I walk by the voice of the Holy Spirit and not by the voices of this world. Do you see how we walk? I walk by the power of God and not by my own strength. I walk, I walk, I walk. People, this is a walk. Walking is action. Walk is the Greek word peripateo, and that means, I'm going to give you a definition. There's two definitions of it. The first one is uh, to walk as proof as you, of your ability. What's your, where's our ability? Our ability is in Christ, okay? To walk as proof of your ability. And th- that means a one way, to make one's way. So I make my way. You want to make your way? I make my way by faith and not by sight. And then we make progress. I make progress. You want to progress in this life? You want to move forward? I make progress by faith and not by sight. And then to make due use of opportunities. God has given us so many opportunities. How are we going to get to them? I use my opportunities by faith and not by sight. And then the second definition of walk is to live. It means to regulate one's life. Another word for regulate is to control your life. I control my life by faith and not by sight. To conduct yourself, it means how I behave in a certain situation. I behave, I act by faith and not by sight. And then to pass one's life means to move in a certain direction. How are you going to walk? You're going to move in a certain direction by faith. Let's look at the examples in the Old Testament of how they walked by faith. Moses is talking to the people of God in Deuteronomy 5 verse 33, and we're going to read it from the Amplified. Moses said to them, you shall walk, that is live each and every day in all the ways that the Lord your God has commanded you so that it may be well with you. You see how it's going to be well with you? You're going to walk And that you may live long. You want to live long? You're going to walk by faith in the land which you will possess. And then our example here is Noah. Let's go to Genesis 6 verse 9 in the NIV. This is the account of Noah. I love the story. And his family. Noah was a righteous man. You're also a righteous man. You're a righteous woman. He was blameless among the people of his time, and there was his success. He walked faithfully with God. Noah was the only man that was saved from the flood. Noah and his family and the animals that God commanded me, you agree with me? Noah might have been the laughing stock. I'm sure he was. Can you remember when he built that ark? People were laughing at him, church. They thought he was crazy. They thought he was drunk 100% of the time. 
people, he was the laughing stock, but yet he walked with God. You might be the funny one in other people's eyes, but if you walk with God, it will bring provision and rewards. And you know what? The key to this is he walked consistently with God every day. Noah is our picture of someone walking faithfully in the Old Testament. Who is our picture of walking faithfully in the New Testament? Hebrews 13 verse 8 tells us, New King James, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. We can also say it like Jesus is consistent you can trust him, church. He's the same consistently yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Do you know what consistent means? It means unchanging in nature, standard, or effect over time. So remember, we were cre- created according to the nature of God. Do you remember that? That means if Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, you and I can be the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Being consistent actually means to be like God. That's who we were created to be. In Jesus, we do not become less of ourselves, but rather we become more of who God created us to be. God doesn't change. We don't have to either. We can be the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So in Jesus... We have received his life. We don't live on our own anymore. We live in him and through him. And that is why we can walk by faith. So to live by faith means to move forward. It is in your moving forward that your life will be restored. It is not in sitting still, feeling sorry for myself, being overwhelmed what is happening on around me. It is in being moving forward that our lives are restored. It's a constant walking. And I want to share with you this morning a lady from the Old Testament who made a decision in her life and who walked in that decision. And we're going to read about Ruth and Naomi. So let I just, as a background, want to read to you Ruth 1 from the New King James 1 to 5. Uh, and I'm going to try to get these names correct this morning, I promise, I practiced. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to dwell in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech. The name of his wife was Naomi, and the name of their two sons were Marlon and Chilion, Ephratites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to the country of Moab and remained there. Then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. Verse 4. Now they took wives of the woman of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah, you know her very well, and the name of the other was Ruth. And they dwelt there among about 10 years. So they stayed there with Naomi for about 10 years with their husbands. Then verse 5, then both Marlon and Chilion also died. So the woman survived her two sons in and her husband. Now this is supposed to be a very sad story. But as the story unfolds, you're going to see what one woman decided in her heart to do changed many people's lives. So what happened here to Naomi was not the blessing promised to the people of God in Deuteronomy 28 verse 1 to 14. 
um, this was not God's doing. This was rather they left the land that God gave them and they went. Because there was a famine, they went to another land. It's just like God's provision for Elijah. God told him to go there and his provision was there. So they walked away from God's blessing. And this is exactly, we can put that as a reality in our lives as well. God's blessing are always there, but we can walk away from that. So uh, even like Lot, Lot dealt among ungodly people and he paid a high price for that. So Elimelech and his family should never have left the land of Israel in the first place. But this is where God is so amazing. The moment we decide to turn back, our blessing will be exactly where God left it. Okay? God is not changing. We know now he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. But I want to share with you where Ruth's story starts. And I'm going to jump between the New King James and Joyce Meyer's Bible. Um, verse 14, Ruth 1.14. And this was where uh, Naomi said to the girls, go back to your family. I'm going back to my country. Go back to your family. You don't have to come with me. Verse 14. Then they wept aloud again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. But Ruth clung to Naomi. Ruth clung to her. And then in verse 16, she says, and Ruth said, urge me not to leave you or to turn back from following you. This is touching my heart very deeply this morning because we're talking to God here. For where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Ruth was adamant and determined to follow Naomi. Are we adamant? And determined every day to follow Jesus. In verse 18, when Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said, no more. Your determination in walking with Jesus will let the enemy depart from you, as James 4, 7 says. It will make him say no more. Ruth was determined to be faithful to her promise. Always faithful. Let's jump to chapter chapter 2. Verse 1 and 2. And this is now when um, telling the story about that Naomi had family and his name was Boaz and how they meet him. But what I want to focus on is that she said in verse 2, so Ruth said to Naomi, please let me go to the field and glean heads of grain after him in whose sight I might find favor. So she clung to Naomi, but she didn't stay there. She clung to Naomi. She made a choice to, choice to be with her. Like we choose Jesus, we cling to him. We live in him, but we don't just stay at that one place where we met him. She said, and Ruth went, verse 3, and leaned in a field after the reapers. And she happened to stop at the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. You know that you will meet people on your walk. That will be a blessing to you. And this is exactly. She decided not to stay put. She went out. And then she said to Boaz in verse 10, Why have I found favor in your eyes that you should notice me when I'm a foreigner? Because in those days, if you were a foreigner, foreigner, I'm sure even in our country, some of us feel like that sometimes, like a foreigner. But she found favor. Verse 11, And Boaz said to her, I have been made full aware of all you've done for your mother-in-law. I want to say it like that. I've been made full aware of how you walked with Naomi. 
since the death of her husband and how you've left your father and your mother. And in verse 12, here's the blessing. The Lord recompense you for what you've done and a full reward be given you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you've come to take refuge. Friends, walking faithfully, keeping your promise, walking constantly in your promise will bring favor into your life. Walking by faith, walking by Jesus will bring rewards. Walking by Jesus will bring safety and security. Ruth was a woman who experienced huge loss in tragedy, but she chose commitment over comfort. She committed her life to Naomi. It is time we choose today commitment over comfort. It is Ruth's commitment and her faithfulness to Naomi that brought her rewards. Listen to this. A new family. It brought her provision and it brought her safety. These are rewards when we walk in Jesus that these blessings will be ours. A new family with provision, with favor, with safety. So commitment and faithfulness led Ruth from loss, tragedy, tragedy, sorry, brokenness. Everything that she felt, experienced at that time, it led her to all these blessings, abundance. And this is Proverbs 28 verse 20 says, A faithful man or a faithful woman will abound in blessings. Being faithful will bring rewards. Now the Hebrew word imuna was, that was translated faithful in this verse means literary firmness figuratively security, and morally fidelity. Fidelity is the virtue of consistency. So being faithful means to be firm, to be secure, and to be morally consistent in all our ways. And then verse 14, at mealtime, Boaz said to her, come here and eat of the meat. Dip your morsel in the sour wine mixed with oil. And she sat beside the reapers, and he passed her some parched grain to her. And she ate, and she was satisfied, and Joyce Meyer said it, and she had some left to eat, give to Naomi. Your being consistent in your walking with Jesus will provide for all your needs, and you will have enough to share with others. You will always have enough to share with others. This is the way God works with us. So walking with Jesus means to step out. It means to work. It's literally meaning to live the impossible. And I want to share with you a little bit of my impossible this morning. I want to make it personal. On the 3rd of December, I had that broken toe operated on. Ten days after that, since I had the operation, I really balanced battled with balance. Apparently, when your one foot is in the air, you're not going to be balanced. Hear what I'm saying? Okay? So ten days after that, I fell and I, I lost my balance, fell and fell on my foot. So all the stitches went. So went to the doctor. And remember, Monday was holiday. Tuesday, I could only go. My doctors were on holiday, went to the wound clinic. And what I saw when they opened was not a pretty picture. It was literally a hole in my toe. So what I'm saying to you, at that time, I was still walking with Jesus He, whoever, whatever he is, was still alive in me. But did you know that I had a moment to choose, to look at what is going on here, to hear what they are saying, that you might lose your toe. 
that this doesn't look good, that this is septic, all the words, okay? That was, but you know what? Every time I had to walk out of there of the wound clinic, I had to get my heart back on track. Let me tell you what. I had to put my heart to work if my feet didn't want to. Because the generator power of my faith, of my walking, comes from my heart. And then you're going to laugh. Last Wednesday, I lost my balance again. I broke a toe on my other foot. Can you see? Bad things happen to good people. Okay? It happens to all of us. So I was unbalanced completely. Now I had to lie flat. But what happened? The grace of God is enough for each one of us. This life is hard business, people. Friday, I went back to the wound clinic. It looked even worse than what it did before. I had to again establish my heart in God's truth. And let me tell you the good news. Your feet will have to follow your heart because it's the way that God intended it to be. I worked so hard on my heart since Friday. And this morning, I could stand on both my feet. Walking faithfully with Jesus will create miracles in your life. Ruth never stopped walking in a commitment to Naomi. Restoration comes through faithfulness. It's the way we walk. We don't stop. Don't ever stop. And you know that walking can be a place of rest now. We know that because it's God's power in me. It's not my power. It's not my strength. It's not my energy. God is a God of miracles. So now we get to the story where Ruth, in Ruth 4 verse 9 and 10, is where Boaz literally wanted to save this family. He wanted to save their inheritance. And because he was part of Naomi's family, he could do that. So verse 9, and Boaz... Um, said to the elders and all the people, you are witnesses this day that I've bought all that was Elimelech's and all that was Chilean's and Marlon's from the hand of Naomi. And then verse 10. And moreover, Ruth, the Moabitess, the widow of Marlon, I've acquired as my wife. I'm going to read it here. I've bought to be my wife to restore the name of the dead to his inheritance, that the name of the dead may not be cut off from among his brethren and from the gate of his birthplace. You are witnesses this day. Look how she was saved, her and Naomi, from just being faithful, going out there, working in the field. This is what happened. So in verse 13, it's good news. It says, so Boaz married Ruth, and she bore a son. Verse 14, the ladies, the woman from that there in, in, um, in the land, started praying over Naomi, and they said, Blessed be the Lord, who has not left you this day with a close relative, and may his name be famous in Israel. I want to suggest to you this. I want to propose to you this morning that when you are faithful in walking with Jesus, you will be famous in this land. Your life will never, ever be the same again. You will be famous. That is a promise that, in other words, it means that God lifts us up. He puts us on a high place. He never leaves us where we were. He didn't leave me where I was on Friday. But I had to choose in that moment. I had to establish my heart again. Verse 15. 
and may be a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you, who is better to you than seven sons, has borne them. Did you see what love did here? Did you see the fact that Ruth loved her mother-in-law? Faith comes by love. It is us being established in God's love that we will walk in this life faithfully, but we will walk in God's blessings because God is love. If you know this morning how much God loves you, your faith will be it's just easy. It comes naturally because we first have to know and believe that we are loved. I want to tell you this morning, friend, you are loved. Nobody's ever going to love you like God loves you. His love is complete. Nothing is missing in his love. His love for you is so much that whatever you come to him with, whatever you ask him, he's got you. His promises are yes and amen to anyone who believes. You only have to believe it. So because Ruth chose to follow Naomi, she received a grandson who was a restorer of life, who gave a life back to her. Ruth's choice and faithfulness gave Naomi a family again, a son. But Ruth's choice and faithfulness gave us Jesus. Matthew 1 verse 5 says, Salmon begot Boaz by Rahab. Remember the harlot? Boaz begot Obed by Ruth. Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David the king, and so it goes on. So Rahab and Ruth, a harlot and an outsider, was instrumental in the birth of Jesus. People that we would look at and think it's not possible. Just they, because they chose. Remember, the same with Rahab. She heard of the God of Israel. She heard of the wonders that he did. She chose to believe him. Are you going to choose to believe him today? Ruth chose her mother-in-law and her God. There are special blessings to those who choose God. And not only Ruth was blessed. Everybody who came in contact with Ruth was blessed. Everybody that you come in contact with are going to be blessed because of your testimony. Because you can say, I chose to believe, and look what happened to me. Look what God did through to me because of my faith. When we walk by faith, our, uh, God's promises becomes our realities. It changes everything. You will be blessed, and everybody else will be blessed. So, love changed Naomi's life. Commitment changed Ruth's life. And walking faithfully with God changed three other people's lives and many more. It created a new life. Ruth never, ever turned back from her promise to Naomi. When I say yes to Jesus, I say yes to many things. But when I say yes to Jesus, I also say no to other things. I keep on saying my walk, when we walk by faith, we literally keep on saying, yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. It's all about you. It's not about me. It's not about the circumstances, not what it sounds like. Have you heard lately bad news in South Africa? I'm telling you today, this country is God's country. 
this land, these people are his people. When we walk with him, we will see miracles in this land. Now, I want to tell you and give you a picture to close off this morning, what Jesus has actually done for us. We've been upgraded in life. He has transported us from the physical, the walking by sight, to the spiritual, the walking by faith. It's like you and I have been transported from earth to heaven. This is what Jesus did for us. So as it is summer, we're going on a summer holiday this morning. And we're not going to walk there. We're going to fly there. Don't worry, church. We're not flying SAA this morning. We're flying Jesus Airlines, okay? So as you and I walk up those steps to the airplane and we meet the stewardess, she tells us, she said, you have been upgraded to business class today. Welcome. And you know, isn't that good news? It is like being upgraded. If you fly far, ask Claire. Ask anybody who flies way far. It's hard work to fly. It's uncomfortable to fly in cattle class, like Greg always says. It is really not easy. Me with long legs, I have to sit in the aisle. And you always feel really uncomfortable. No, look what they do for you. They take you to your seat. It's your seat. It's a reclining seat. It can actually be made in a bed. Isn't that awesome? This journey with Jesus is all about comfort. This is something that I've learned. You can be in the worst pain, but you can still be comfortable. Because that pain is not my reality. What Jesus did is my reality. That loss, that hurting, those words that your parents said over you or a friend or a family member, it's got nothing to do with you. You've been upgraded to heaven. And that means only what God is saying to you matters. Only what God says about my life. And you know, and then you're in this lovely seat and they bring you these beautiful warm white cloths. You, you have been washed as white as snow from all your sins. Whenever you see that white cloth, when you receive that, remember that. You have been washed. You have been made completely clean. You served good food while you sit there. This is good. Your body, your soul, everything that you are will be nourished when you walk with Jesus. This is the picture of the goodness of God. You will always have more enough to eat and to share with others. Your every need will be met. You just call them. You just press that button and they come. It's the same with God. He gave us the Holy Spirit. You press that button for the Holy Spirit and he's just there with you. He hears always. And God answers always at that moment. It's according to how we receive it. Remember in business class, when you push that button, that lady comes. She doesn't wait like when you're sitting in economy. They don't even come sometimes, do they? Okay? No. You've been upgraded. You're sitting in business class. You press the button. They come. You call on the Lord. He's there with you and everything. Your utensils that you eat with are real. We've received the armor of God. It's real. Use it. It is there to help us, to guide us, to make us strong along this way, this walk that we walk. You are guaranteed a comfortable, an easy journey. And this is what we've been given through Jesus. A journey of a lifetime. I don't know about you, but this life in Christ excites me. 
It excites me. It is joyful. It is happy. You know what? When we say yes to Jesus, when we walk with God, our words will change. Our thoughts will change. Our expectations will change. The way we encounter other people, the way we deal with people will change. My past will be exactly that, my past. Everything changed when we say yes to Jesus. We walk by faith and not by sight. May you be blessed in your walking. Don't ever stop. Just trust him. Walking means you're taking his hand. You know how I see the picture? Jesus takes my hand. And the moment, have you felt when you take someone's hand, it's a place of comfort. His strength literally starts running through my veins. Everything, his healing power is running through you. His grace is running through you. Everything that is, his provision is becoming. This is what I've seen in this past two and a half weeks. My walk with Jesus is I am never alone. He is inside me. How can I be alone? Say these words in your hearts with me this morning. I will never forget God's word in my heart. That's my safe place. God's word is my life and my peace. I walk in truth and mercy. I have good understanding. I have favor with God and man. I trust in the Lord with all my heart. God's worth is health to all of my body. The Lord is my strength and my song. With God, all things are possible. I walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. Faith and not by sight. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God, for your word this morning. Thank you, Jesus, that you are your peace. Thank you that we can have peace in who you are this morning. Thank you that you love us forevermore. We just want to say thank you, God, that you are yesterday, today, and tomorrow the same. Thank you that we can trust you. Lord, we are blessed to be a blessing. And we are excited about celebrating Christmas. We are excited to celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus. And Lord, we want to come to you this morning with thankful hearts. And we just want to say, Father God, thank you for Jesus. Healing of God is in this place for everybody under my hand. Healing is God's gift to you this morning, if it's healing of your heart, if it's healing of your past, if it's healing of your physical body, if it's healing of your family, if it's healing in your children's lives, if it is healing just for you, God is saying to you this morning, you are the healed of the Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father, that your power is in this house. Thank you that you said when we speak your word, 
it will create miracles. So I speak that it is done. Just as Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. It's a done deal. All that we do this morning is we receive all your promises. We're going to make it personal. I'm going to say, yes, Jesus, thank you. I receive, I receive, I receive. Because I don't have to walk by myself. I walk by you. Thank you that we will all go out of here feeling loved, living blessed, and that all the promises and everything that we have in our hearts, God, you know each and every person's heart in this place. Thank you that you will meet us and you are meeting us right now on a heart level. And Lord, we want to bring you all the glory and all the praise because this life is not possible without you. And we just want to say thank you. We walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. 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 We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.